0: Fantasy Managers, hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be going through the Guru's team selection, his Scat 11, some hot tips and some Q&A from our guests. If you're new around here, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe and comment down below what your thoughts are. Hey, Matty Day, FPL underscore addicts. How are you doing, mate?
1: Look, from an FPL point of view, I'm doing well. You know, I've had a good week, which obviously we'll see shortly. From a Premier League point of view, with Spurs, not so great. Less we talk, you know, less we talk about that, the better. But um, yeah, FPL wise, you'll see. Excited to uh, to reveal my team for this game week, and excited to show everyone how I got on in game week six.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. So we will get right into it. We'll uh, we'll pull up your your team review for game week six, and we'll go through how you went this week. So- so, Guru, this was your team for game week six, and that is the points that you got—61 points above the average. Were you happy with this?
1: Yeah, really happy this week. You know, I'd wild carded the week before, as everyone knows that tunes in, and uh, it didn't quite pay off with that Wolves triple up in uh, in that game week. But this week, really good stuff. You know, Jimenez has come in eight points. Semedo, Marcel, double ups worked. Um, Salah hit as captain. Rafinha has come in and scored. Could have had more. Gray has hit as well. So. I've had a pretty good week um you know my overall rank there's another green arrow which i like to see so i've moved up another two hundred thousand places um yeah and hitting 61 points is um yeah nice well above the average so yeah really happy this week and um yeah looking forward to to this game week
0: yeah absolutely and as i said above the average 61 points really really nice score from you there guru but we'll get on to your scout 11 for game week seven we're all waiting tentatively to see who you've gone with. So we'll start with your goalkeeper guru. Um, you know, Robert Sanchez has been so good for you so far this season. You're probably not going to be transferring him out this week, are you?
1: Yeah, look, you're not wrong there. Sanchez stays, you know, home to Arsenal. Probably a tough game. You know, they've, they've picked up their form. They've started to score goals again. But yeah, look, not worth transferring out a goalkeeper at 4.5 million. So Sanchez stays between the sticks.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he did have his clean sheet wiped away, um, you know, in game week six from a, a Wilfred Zaha penalty. But, you know, as we've always said, it doesn't really matter how well Sanchez does because he's got such high ownership. It doesn't really help you. And it doesn't really end up, you know, making you do any worse either. So, um yeah, I think it's a really good choice to go with Sanchez again for this week. We'll move on to your defence guru. Who's the uh, the first defender on the very left that you've gone with? He's finally had a good week um for me and you and our fantasy team. So you've gone with him again for this week.
1: Yeah, look, the... Uh... Boys in gold have paid off. And Marcel, you know, he got six points. Um, so he stays in my team. Really excited. He's got an expected points of six this week. Um, so I use the uh, the FPL tools and he's got a good expected points. So he stays in the lineup. And then his uh, counterpart, Samado, as well. You know, home game, home game against the Toon. So he stays in as well. He was unlucky not to get a bonus against Southampton. Big attacking threat, Samedo. So both of those Wolves assets stay in the lineup.
0: Yeah, they're absolutely brilliant for Wolves this week against Southampton. So uh, you'll be hoping they can replicate more of the same against Newcastle. The, the second defender to the left that you've gone with there is Trent Alexander-Arnold again. And, you know, with the rumours that he's not going to be playing for them in the Champions League, Guru, do you think that's going to help him with the Premier League? Or do you think maybe, you know, there's a, an injury bubbling under the surface that we don't know about?
1: It's a tough one, isn't it? Obviously, we'd heard he was ill the other week, which is why he missed the, the game against Palace, played on the weekend... Struggled a bit at times as well, which I was surprised with against Brentford. Didn't quite look himself. So, you know, might be carrying a knock. Might still be ill. Be so, hopefully, it's just a precaution and he's back fresh for the City game. Um, but yeah, he's yet to return from me, um, you know, which is a bit disappointing. He was a big player on my wild card. Um, but, you know, I've got him as a, as a mainstay for future game weeks. Um, and hopefully, it does pay off. And him having this rest against Porto means he's back fresh for the City game. And, you know, he's ready to get a big score again. And, Hopefully he can put a free kick away. You know, he's he's long overdue a free kick, I think. So yeah, tough game against City though.
0: Yeah, definitely is due a goal in the Premier League. And then the final defender that you've gone with is Antonio Rudiger. You know, they were unlucky to, you know, not keep a clean sheet against Man City. You know, they were just too too good for them, too dominant. But it's the start of that green fixture for Chelsea. So, you know, it's gonna be clean sheets from here onwards, isn't it, Guru?
1: Probably not gonna keep clean sheets in every game, but you know, this one's not a bad start. Saints haven't scored a huge amount of goals. They've not actually scored in their last three fixtures. So, um, you know, Rudiger, I'm expecting a clean sheet this weekend. Maybe some bonus. He's always a set-piece threat. And again, I think his expected points this week's about eight points. So i will be very happy if he returned that
0: yeah absolutely as you would be and it's a really strong back four that you've gone with there for this game week guru so we'll move on into your midfield now and i'm waiting tentatively to see who you've gone with on the very left you've got rafinha there with uh, the little injury cloud over him he had an injury cloud this week he still managed to score for leads he seems to play no matter what is happening at the minute so you know you've got your faith in him again watford at home it's a nice
1: fixture for him do you think yeah, it's a really nice fixture for him and yeah, Rafinha excites me a lot. You know, he's got eight points on the weekend. He got eight points a week before. Just brilliant. He's got the injury cloud. I stuck with him right up until the last minute. So I was close to taking him out. I'd seen all the Twitter rumours. And then I just saw some random account on Twitter saying he's playing. You know, he, he knew someone that knew someone, and that Rafinha was going to be in the side. So stuck with him. He's paid off. He's got the home game against Watford. Fingers crossed that there's no injury cloud. Towards the end of the week, we get the go-ahead from Biesler in the press conferences and expecting a big week again from him if he plays, just so consistent and such a good player. So yeah, he really excites me.
0: Yeah, and the man next to him must excite you even more. Maybe not on this game week, you know, they do have Man City, but Liverpool at home to Man City. They've got a, a surprisingly good record against them at home. So, you know, Salah this week, you can still expect some sort of return from him, do you think?
1: I think so. Yeah, look, Liverpool think one defeat at Anfield against Man City in I think 20 years or so. It's, it's, it's a, just an incredible record and You know, I've seen Salah do it against City many a time. I remember a few years back and Liverpool crushed them um, and Salah scored an absolute beauty. I think it was almost from near the halfway line. I don't know if you remember it, where he lobbed Edison. It was just unbelievable. And, you know, he scored goals in the Champions League against Man City for Liverpool too. So, you know, fixture-proof player on absolute fire this season. You know, could have had three or four against Brentford as well. I still don't know how he only come out with seven points. So, yeah, Salah's a mainstay. I don't care what fixture it is this season. Salah doesn't leave my team unless he's injured.
0: Yeah, and I think you'd be crazy to get rid of him with the form that he is playing in at the minute. But you've gone with Damari Gray as your third midfielder guru, and he's probably the most worrying player that I've seen in your side so far. Manchester United away, you know, what do you sort of make of that?
1: He's been so consistent this season, Gray. I think there's only maybe two games he's not hit you know, points in. We saw him get that assist against Norwich. He was very unlucky against Villa the week before not to score and he was getting a lot of shots on goal. And, you know, we saw Aston Villa's performance at Old Trafford the other week. They had chances. You know, De Gea was making save after save in that second half. And, you know, I expect Everton to go there and attack at times. Um, You know, Benitez has actually been quite surprising and played a bit more of an open game. You know, try to get the Everton fans on side. And Gray will have shots. And a few years ago, he scored an absolute screamer at Old Trafford for Leicester. Um, You know, Leicester fans will probably remember that one. It was a beaut. And, um, you know, I'll I'll back him this weekend. If Everton score, I'll back him to to be part of it. So I'm actually excited about that prospect. I think it'll be an open game. I think there will be goals at Both ends,
0: yeah. Manchester United still looking quite leaky, you know, despite the incoming of Rafael Varane. So, I think you're right. If anyone is going to return for the toffees this weekend, I think Damari Gray is definitely up there with the form that he's in at the minute. And then we'll move on to your forwards now, Guru. The front three that you've gone with, exciting man on the left there. A new transfer for you this week, Romelu Lukaku.
1: Yeah, look. So, again, just to let everyone know it's tentative at the moment with Lukaku. I've got him in there. I've got two free transfers, as everyone knows. I did the Elliott Craig rollover last week and didn't make a transfer. So I'm pretty happy about that. But the Lukaku's in there at the moment. Um, you know, it's tentative until Champions League's done. Um, but if he comes through fit, injury-free, he's going to be my transfer in that front three. Saints at home, scored against Villa, you know, two goals at Stamford Bridge last time out. So yeah, he's got to be in there. This is the start of the the Lukaku run. You know, he's a flat-track bully against these sides You know, this is his bread and butter. We knew these big games were going to be tough. um, But these sort of teams, bottom half, fodder, as as some people call it, you know, you expect him to to come out and, and bang the goals in.
0: Yeah, and the man to his right there, again, Cristiano Ronaldo, you'd probably expect much more of the same from him, you know, bullying these sort of teams that, um, you know, he didn't manage to on the weekend against Aston Villa, but, you know, you're expecting him to find his feet again on the weekend and return for Man United, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's it, and look, he stays in my side, I'm not taking him out just yet, I've had two returns from three from him, uh, you know, home game at Old Trafford, I don't think Ronaldo's going to go back-to-back games at home in the Premier League without a goal, so yeah, I think it's going to be an open game like I said before this one and um you know Ronaldo goal and assist or maybe a Ronaldo double so yeah he stays this week and I'm really excited to have him in uh, him in this fixture alongside Lukaku the two uh you know the two premium strikers at the moment that you know, have delivered the point so far this season.
0: Yeah, and Raul Jimenez rounds off your team. And I don't know if you know this, Goo, but the last time he played Newcastle at home, he did score a goal uh, against us. You know, it was an outside-the-box volley and he always seems to turn up against us. So I think he's actually a really, really good option for this week. So I can definitely see why you've gone with him. Is that pretty much the same reason that you've got him in your team?
1: Well, look, I'm even more excited now I've heard that. But, you know, I I had, I'd put him in uh, for this week, but also when I wildcarded in Jimenez was in for this Wolves run and, You know, blanked against Brentford, but he did miss that sitter at the end. And a bit of me was like, you know, do I keep him? Do I get rid? But, you know, patience is the key in FPL. And he scored a brilliant goal against Saints on the weekend. Um, And he's got to stay for this fixture against Newcastle. You've just said it yourself. He's got a great record against you. Um, And yeah, really excited about him, you know. Him, Lukaku, Ronaldo, all home fixtures this weekend. It's just so exciting.
0: Yeah, you are definitely be expecting some bid returns uh, from that front three that you've got there. And, you know, a really nice team that you've gone with in general. So um, you've still got your bench to go. And uh, as I can see there, there is a new transfer sitting there on your bench. So you've gone with Steele. Again, you know, the Brighton goalkeeper, as you say always, it's just, you know, if, if Sanchez isn't going to play for a week, steel's going to be subbed on for him, isn't he, Guru?
1: Yeah, that's it. And I think, you know, you can't really go wrong with that philosophy in in FPL. I think the goalkeeper position is the one where you don't need to spend much money. And we've seen it with Sanchez this season. He's 4.5 but, you know, he's still getting save points. Last night, he was unlucky to just come away with a two. He made a lot of saves and he did get a yellow towards the end. And, you know, to have that rotation between him and a number two goalkeeper, you know, there's, there's not much wrong with it. I think you can do the same with Watford at the moment. You know, if Batman doesn't play, Foster's there, who's been getting games at the moment, and you're getting a good rotation out of them. And yeah, for me, I think it's it's the best philosophy.
0: Yeah, and Longstaff, Livermento and Mendy, really just your bench fodder, um, you know, to fill it up. And, you know, if they manage to, to get a couple of points, then great. But as, as I've said, they're just bench fodder for you, aren't they, Guru?
1: Pretty much. And obviously Longstaff is my first Newcastle player in my side this season. I didn't think it would be him. I thought it might have been St Maximin, um, probably, or even Callum Wilson. Uh, but it's Longstaff. He's scored a great goal on the weekend against Watford. Um brilliant. I think he scored a few other goals before. Was it was it him who scored that screamer against Man United uh, before as well? Was that him or was that his brother? Was his brother, mate? Was his brother? Okay, because I know there's a the long staff brothers, but um, yeah, I think uh, I saw him score that goal against Watford. He's four and a half million. You're never gonna expect many points from those types of players. And I just thought him, Sissoko, who would I who would I back on, on scoring a goal? And it's always gonna be long staff, I think, between the two. Um so he's in there. You know, I can always bring him in if uh, I had an injury in midfield and might be able to get a two points, maybe three points or a random go out of him. So he's in there. Livermento again, cheap option. isn't going to get on the on the pitch this week for me uh, with that Chelsea game. But Saints' fixtures do improve down the track, so happy to keep him in the squad. And then the third option, Mendy. He was in there on the wild card, 4.4 4 million. It was just to squeeze more money in my team, more money out of the budget, um, keep a little bit in reserve because... By doing that and bringing Mendy in for 4.4, I've actually been able to now bring Lukaku in, who rose up to 11.7 million. Um, so I've been able to have that extra point one in reserve to bring Lukaku in through his price rise. So um, yeah, my bench again, not expecting much from it. Not to, uh, not expecting any of them to sort of come out get big points where you know I'm kind of gutted that I didn't pick them in my 11. So. Yeah, that bench is just a bit of a mainstay for me for now.
0: Yeah, and obviously you've met, you've talked a lot about Lukaku. He's got the captain's armband on him for this week. Um, you know, you're not going to be messing around. If he does end up coming into your team, he's going to be your captain and Ronaldo's going to be your vice. What's your thought process behind that?
1: It's just Lukaku against these sort of clubs, um, you know, the mid-table to, to bottom-half clubs. That's you know, where he gets a lot of his goals. I think Chelsea are going to react. You know, they lost at home to City last time. Kind of parked the bus in that game, I found they were very deep. Um they were out, outplayed for most of the game and I think they'll play on the front foot in this Saints game. Obviously, we've got to see how they go against Juve and make sure they don't pick up any injuries, but I reckon they'll attack on the on the front foot, they'll play fast football against Saints, and I think Lukaku's going to be involved in it. And you know, I think it's this is going to be a big uh, big game week for him. Edges it over Ronaldo just because I think it's a better fixture um between the two. Um so yeah, Lukaku captains armband excited uh, to finally own him um, and I'm glad that I've picked him up now just in time for this run and I've been able to avoid him the last two game weeks where he's obviously blank.
0: Yeah, and it obviously does enable you to play that that 433 formation guru um you know different to what you had been playing so the 433 you know what's your your thought process behind that?
1: Yeah, look, I'm not going to lie, I'm not a huge fan of 433. Um I do like to have a fourth midfielder or even a fifth midfielder if I can. Um, I know the 3-4-3 and, and the 3-5-2 has been very popular in FPL, but I think this is going to be a common front uh sorry, a common formation we're gonna see because you've got to fit Lukaku in and you've got to fit Ronaldo in at the moment. Um so yeah, the 4-3-3, it's mainly because to fit Lukaku in had to take Yota out of midfield for long staff, because I think Yota's time is probably gonna be done with Firmino coming back. Bamford come out for Lukaku. And there just wasn't much else I could put in. Um, it's kind of all I can play at the moment. Not not going to be starting long staff, not going to be starting Liveramento this week. Um, so, yeah, it's probably going to be a bit of a workaround after this game week to try and get in a stronger force midfielder and be able to change that formation. But, you know, for this game week and probably the game week after, 4-3, 4-3-3 is going to have to be the mainstay for me. Um, but again, I've got the big boys in there, Lukaku, Ronaldo, Salah, you know, Rafini is definitely more of a premium player than what his price tag says. Jimenez as well um, is showing the potential again. Sameda really excites me at 4.9 million. You know, he's due a big haul and I think it could be this weekend. So yeah, I'm, I'm still excited despite um, it being a four three three.
0: Yeah. And, you know, what's your sort of expected points for this week then, Guru? You've said, you know, a lot of favourable fixtures among your strikers and even your defence as well. A lot of home fixtures in your team this week um, as well. So what would you be, you know, content with this week?
1: It's an interesting one, I think. You know, we've seen the average uh, from the start of the season was huge. You've seen 80, 90 points per team, sometimes 100 points. We saw triple digit scores in those first couple of game weeks. But now we're starting to see more of, you know, the real sort of true FPL. The average is going down. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'd be happy with considering it's Liverpool-Man City this weekend. Um, I'd probably be happy with the 60 to 70 range. So I'll go with 65 points this weekend. Yeah, and
0: I think that's a really nice pick. You've gone with their guru and a really nice team. A lot of big players in your team this week, the big transfer of Lukaku. So you're just going to be hedging your bets on, you know, him returning. And he's obviously a long-term investment that you've gone with. But, um, you know, he must excite you for this upcoming game week.
1: Really excited. Look, when you pay, you know, top money for a striker in FPL, you want returns. And this is the game for him to return, I think. So, yeah, excited about his prospect and hoping he can cu- uh, grab a couple of goals for my team and, and everyone else's team as well.
0: Guru, game week seven is nearly among us. you built your Scout 11 for us within the 100 million budget. Are you excited for this game week?
1: Excited as always, Elliot. Can't wait. Big Scout 11 amongst us this week. You know, we've got the Liverpool Man City game. So it gives us an opportunity to look at a few other assets from some other teams that we wouldn't usually pick. So can't wait.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get right into it, Guru. Your Scout 11, best starting 11 within the 100 million budget. This is how you went in game week six with that team. So it was still very much above the average. Were you sort of happy with how this team performed?
1: Yeah, look, you know what? I think with the way the game week went, we saw a lot of scores below 60 points. The average was 43 points this week. So I'm pretty happy with how this Scout 11 went. You know, the captain was right. Salah hit. Zaha was a big differential that, you know, I'd spoke about a lot. So happy he hit. He got the penalties, which was a big thing as to why, you know, I said people should pick him. Jamie Vardy, 11 points, just brilliant. Obviously got the own goal as well. So certainly got a hat-trick, but, you know, he did lose a couple of points. Gray returned, Saar returned. Um, probably the only disappointment is that back line. Look at that. liveramento Alexander-Arnold, Van Dijk and Alonso all coming away with you know, a point. So, um, you know, I'll take the 56 points for this week's scout 11.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's just funny because you look at the, the strikers and the midfielders guru and it's so many returns there, you know, with the exception of Ronaldo. And then as you go further down the pitch to the defence and the goalkeeper, it just sort of uh, tapers out there. But maybe if you'd had those, those Wolves defenders, you would have been on for a really, really good week in game week six. But um, we'll move on to the scout 11 for game week seven. The reason that everyone's here, as we've said, the best starting 11 within the 100 million budget. You'll start with your goalkeeper guru, Nick Pope in goal what's your thought process behind that one
1: yeah look nick pope he's obviously an fpl veteran he's he's an fpl hero not quite this season but i think burnley are due a clean sheet uh, the last home game we watched them against arsenal they lost one nil they were lucky to lose a game uh, it was a set piece that that cost them he's 2.9 percent owned uh influence he's number six out of 68 goalkeepers so i think this is a nice fixture in norwich at home not been too impressed with norwich's season um i can see burnley grinding this one maybe one nil and um, Pope maybe making a few saves and potentially getting some bonus. I think this could be the game that Pope comes back into form and, and Burnley's fixtures do take a nice swing. So Excited about him,
0: yeah. And as you've said, if there's going to be a fixture, you know, where people do get their defensive form back, you're probably going to hope that it is going to be Norwich at home. They look fairly toothless uh, at the minute, so you would be expecting a clean sheet on Burnley's behalf there. So I think it's a really nice goalkeeper pick. We'll move on to your defence now, Guru. And I'm interested to see what formation you've gone with. You've gone with the back four. So Aaron Cresswell is the first one. You know, he was very popular last season in fantasy league. You know, this season maybe not so much. He's not in too many people's teams. But Brentford at home, set pieces, all sorts from Cresswell. You know, you'd be expecting a big haul. From
1: him yeah look cresswell is one of my favorite defenders in the game he's five and a half million you know in terms of his influence this season i think he's number 15 of 208 defenders you know sure on comparison 62 out of 208 208 defenders so you know it's a pretty easy spot for me this weekend sure for cresswell uh home to brentford he's really high up in the creativity scale as well i think he's the 11th most creative defender and he's on set pieces like you mentioned so i think cresswell for sure if you're looking for that replacement now could be a bit of a no-brainer. Great fixture.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, he was very popular last season. He takes corners, he takes free kicks, all the sort for West Ham. And we know what threat they can pose from a set-piece as well. And another man who can pose a lot of threat from set-pieces is Antonio Rudiger and he's one of the first out of the, the back four that you've gone with. Southampton at home, you know, you'd know, you like a clean sheet from Chelsea this week, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, I think they'll be solid this week. You know, He's a clean sheet machine. He's risen to 5.7 million, so it's going to be tough for you know some managers to bring him in, but you know, I think him and then you'll see there there's a Chelsea double up in this defence, and I think that could pay off this week.
0: Yeah, and you know, a double up. Southampton at home, Marcus Alonso is the second Chelsea defender that you have gone with Guru. And you know, if Rudiger's a clean sheet machine, Alonso's a clean sheet machine and he's a set piece threat, you know, on top of that, he scores goals, he comes up with those random, you know, 15 to 20 point hauls, doesn't he? So could this be the week that we get that maybe?
1: Maybe. Look, he's had two double digit hauls already this season. You know, he's number two on the ICT index for threat. Um, so he's really high up on there. He's got a nice home fixture, like you mentioned against Saints. Uh, he's risen to five point nine million as well. So again, similar to Rudiger, prices are going up. It's going to be hard to get him in, but um, yeah, I think this is a great fixture for him, and we could see him, uh, you know, grab a goal. But again, we've got the Champions League beforehand, so you know, if he does play in that, we've got to hope he doesn't get injured. But I think this is a this is a great shout for him and Rudiger together with, with the Chelsea double up in the home game.
0: Yeah, and the only one that you don't have to worry about European football in this back four is Nelson Semedo at home to Newcastle in game week seven. You know, we, we spoke about Alonso maybe getting a really nice haul. Semedo's definitely overdue, like a, a big double-digit haul. You know, this week, Newcastle at home. Is this going to be the week for him as
1: well, do you think? He's just due a goal. You know, the, the last game out against Southampton, he was unlucky not to score. In the Watford game a couple of weeks before, he had about two, three, four attempts on goal. I lost count in the end. Um, I feel like he's due due something. You know, 3.6% owned. Again, out of the 208 defenders in the game, he's number nine for threat. So, you know, he's looking good. Um, good home game against Newcastle. I think he's got an expected return of about 4.3 points as well this week. So, yeah, really excited about him. And he's only 4.9 million. So I do think this could be the week for him And. You'll start to see him in a lot of teams from here on if he does perform.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And, you know, so far a clean sweep of home fixtures for the, your defence and your goalkeepers. We'll move on to your midfield now, Guru, and, uh, and see who you have picked there. And Podence is another man there with a the home fixture Wolves, home to Newcastle. Podence is definitely one that, um you know, not too many people have been talking about. He did manage to get on as a sub, um you know, in the in their last game. So, you know, are you expecting big things from him?
1: Yeah, look, Podence, I've seen a few things flying around on Twitter about him and a few things in the community. He's someone I've owned before, um, you know, an FPL, and he's very, very good on the eye test. Um, but I'm just looking at it thinking there's got to be a Wolves midfielder that hits this weekend. You know, we've been unlucky with Traore, been unlucky with Trincao. You know, can be the one? He's 0.1% owned. Home to Newcastle. I think for a one-week punt, this is a really good game for him. And I think he fits nicely into the Scout 11.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he obviously it is cheap as well. So he sort of enables you to go with that that premium style defence that you've gone with. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of premium forwards as well. Rafinha is your second midfielder. He's got that small injury cloud over him, Guru, but that's surely not going to be a worry. He had the injury cloud for this weekend. He managed to play. He managed to score. He's going to keep returning for us, isn't
1: he? Yeah, I agree. You know, he's an injury cloud above him for the last two games. He's played both. Not the full 90 minutes, but he's come out with you know eight point returns in each one. Um, yeah, brilliant asset to own. Should have had two goals in the week and he was so close to, you know, a big haul, but hit the post uh, and he's seven out of 250 miffers for creativity. So he's getting on the ball a lot. He's involved a lot. Um, and I'm really excited about this game at home to Watford for him and Leeds. So, yeah, definitely one to keep your eyes on and fits again into the scout 11 perfectly for me. Yeah,
0: and Ben Rama is another one who's been really, really good uh, for a lot of this season for West Ham. Brentford at home, you know, they concede a lot of goals. We saw it on the weekend, they conceded three to Liverpool. And as, as you've said, it definitely could have been more than um than just three for the Reds. So, you know, you'd like a, a goal and maybe an assist from him this week, would you think?
1: Yeah, look, 10, uh, ten points, sorry, in his last home game against Brentford. Uh, Brentford, a very open side. Um, well, we saw that against Liverpool, they were very open. They were quite defensive before, um, but very open on the weekend. Um, I'm expecting a return from him here. Uh, five out of 250 midfielders for his influence this season. We've seen him get big points more than once. So I think this could be uh, a good game week for him. Blanked against Leeds, but he did come close. Um, very unlucky not to score in the first half with an incredible effort at goal. It was a great save by the Leeds goalkeeper. Um, and I think this could be a good one for him. Brentford's his old club too. So you know we all know that players are up to score against their old clubs. Um, and, and Ben Rama did score against Brentford in a pre-season friendly. It was an absolute screamer. So, um, yeah, Ben Ram is probably one that I'm actually quite fearful of not owning in my own team this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As you've just said there, it just sounds like, you know, keep saying more. It sounds like he's just, you know, destined for a massive haul this week. So, you know, on the eye, it looks like a cheap midfield there, Guru. But when you inspect it closer, you know, you can definitely expect something from this midfield, even though it is sort of cheapish this week. There's definitely going to be some big returns within there, I'm sure. But as I've said, the midfield is cheap, which means that you can have, you know, the big price forwards. You can see on screen there, that's why the midfield is looking as cheap as it is. Jamie Vardy's the first one, Crystal Palace away. He loves a goal against Crystal Palace. He loves taunting their fans. You know, he got the two goals against Burnley this week. He did get the own goal, but, you know, you could probably expect more of the same from him, couldn't you?
1: I think so. And, you know, this was tough because, you know, we'll talk about the other two to the side of him soon. But, you know, not putting Antonio in this weekend was, was hard, um, which was part of the reason I put Ben, ben Rama into uh, that midfield. Um, And yeah, Vardy, 33 points in four game weeks. He's my favourite striker in this game right now. He's a BPS machine, bonus points. um, Two out of 85 for influence and threat. And he's second in the game for total points. So yeah, like you said, loves a goal against Palace. I think he's a great shout this weekend and, you know, Probably a captain option as well. So, yeah, really, really excited by Vardy. Yeah,
0: he's certainly flying under the radar this season. He's not getting too much attention. He's just going about his business quietly and, you know, returning for all those managers that have gone with him. But, um, yeah, I think he's a really good pick for this week, Guru. Cristiano Ronaldo obviously speaks for itself. He's always going to be a good pick no matter which team he's coming up against. But Everton at home, you know, two games in a row, he's surely not going to blank at Old Trafford.
1: Yeah, you'd hope not. Um, I expect Ronaldo and Man United, to put some chances away in this one against Everton. Um, can't see them, you know, playing as poorly as they did in, in that second half against Villa, and he deserves another week in the scout eleven for me. Home game, Old Trafford faithful will be ready for it, and uh, yeah, it has to go in there. I think this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Lukaku rounds off a really, really strong scout eleven for this week. It just keeps keeps getting better. A better guru, Southampton at home. You know, the, the green patches now for Chelsea, this is the time where you've got to be getting these sorts of uh, these Chelsea players in. Southampton at home, you'd expect a return from him.
1: Yeah, I'm expecting points from Lukaku this week against Saints. So he blanked in his last outing at home to Man City. He blanked in the Spurs game before. But, you know, when he played Villa at Stamford Bridge a few weeks ago, he got two goals. Um, you know, and he's three out of 85 for strikers for threat. He's still high up there. He's still getting in the positions. I can see a bounce back from Chelsea. So he's got to be in your sides this weekend if you can afford to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he rounds off a really, really strong scat 11 for you there, Guru. So you've gone with the 4-3-3 formation in the end. So, you know, what's your sort of thought process behind picking that one?
1: Again, you know, I think I mentioned this for those that watch my uh, my own personal team selection. I looked at it and I thought to fit these three strikers in, um, I had to kind of go with the 4-3-3 formation um, because there's premium defenders there and, you know, Rudiger's gone up in price, Alonso's gone up in price, um, you know, and to fit them in uh, those defenders in and those strikers in four three three was was the best formation for it this week
0: yeah and you know as you've said it's not necessarily your favourite formation in the game but if it allows you to get that front three into your team it probably won't end up uh, you know mattering to you so you know as I've said a really really strong scat 11 from you this week Guru what sort of points range would you be happy with this week
1: I think for this one Lukaku I'm expecting a couple of goals so you know maybe 26 points from him maybe another sort of a couple of goals from Vardy, Ronaldo with a goal. You know, that would probably be the dream for the Scout 11. So overall, beating the average would be, you know, what I want. I'll look for maybe 70 to 75 points this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as I've said, so many premium assets in your team for this week, Guru. You've got to be so excited for Game Week 7.
1: Can't wait. It's going to be good. You know, a lot of premium assets in there, like you mentioned. We've got the big front three this week. You know, the, the big boys, Vardy, Ronaldo and Lukaku. So hopefully it's raining goals for them
0: got a lot of things to discuss today, but before we do that, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, drop a like on the video, comment any questions that you've got throughout the show. Once the Guru goes through his hot tips for the week, we'll get to any and all questions that we can do. But Guru, how are you doing, mate?
1: Yeah, good, Elliot. As always, I can't wait for this game week. It's going to be big, you know, some great fixtures and obviously to top it off, there's the, the Liverpool-Man City game, you know, towards the end of the weekend as well. So, yeah, can't wait for this one.
0: Oh, it should be an absolute thriller, Liverpool-Man City. You know, these days it's definitely closer to a derby than a lot of other games in the Premier League, but it should be an absolute thriller. But we won't waste anyone's time. We'll get straight into the hot tips, Guru. Leeds took up a lot of discussion last week, and you know, that the likes of Bamford and Rafinha with their injuries. We think Rafinha's cleared now. We think he's OK. He doesn't have the injury cloud over him anymore. But Bamford is still on a lot of people's minds, I think, and they need to know who the best replacement is
1: for him. Yeah, look, we've obviously been hit with the, the Banford uh, injury news again, and he's definitely going to be out this week. Bies has given us his nice early press conference to make it easy for us. So, you know, you've definitely got to replace him now. I just don't think it's worth holding on to him, even for these Leeds fixtures. You know, his uh, his price has dropped. He's gone down to 7.8. So I think the best replacements this week. Antonio, for me, you know, if you can get him in, I know he's 0.2 more now, but if you've got enough changing the bank to, to do a straight swap. Then I think Antonio's the easy, direct swap. Um, if you want to try something different, I think Jimenez is a really, really good shout. You can swap Bamford out for Jimenez and then you can get, I think it's about 0.2, maybe 0.3 at the moment. Um, you know, Jimenez has got the Newcastle fixture. He's then got some good fixtures after that, like Sevilla away um, and a couple of other good fixtures. And I think now he's got that goal off his back, then you know he's going to start firing goals and assists for Wolves, hopefully. So I think he's a really good one. Um, So they're probably my favourite in terms of straight swaps right now. Um, And then if you can afford to do a minus four, um, then I think it's got to be Lukaku really. Um, A minus four, downgrade in another area, bring in uh, Lukaku for Bamford because Lukaku's got these sort of seven or eight games now, which, you know, you kind of have to have him. If you don't have him, then, you know, it's it's your, your funeral potentially is, you know, what we're sort of hearing and saying on Twitter. So... Um yeah, look, you might have to take a minus four for Lukaku or, you know, potentially use two transfers if you've got them. But if you do want to do a straight swap, I still think you can get away with Antonio or Jimenez this week for Bamford. Um but yeah, Lukaku is hot on the heels.
0: Yeah, and do you think that, you know, a minus four for Lukaku this week is justifiable? I know you'd never like taking hits guru, but you know, Minus four, he's got to get a goal back to, to sort of get you those points, if you will. So do you think Southampton this week for Chelsea? Do you think he's got the ability to you know make give you your money's worth pretty much?
1: I think he does. I think he's definitely got the ability. I definitely think he can score a couple of goals. Um minus four. You might might have to. Some managers just might have to do it, really. Um, you know, because if they've got Trent injured, um you know, they might have another injury in another position or player that isn't getting them points. And it's probably, you're at a point now where it's like, just bite the bullet um, and, and get Lukaku in now ready for this run. You know, you don't want to, you want to try and avoid more price rises as well. Because if he does score a couple of goals this weekend, gets bonus points, he's going to go up again and he's just going to be too far out of reach. So yeah, I think if you can afford it, you know, do it, get Lukaku in now. I think this is the time.
0: Yeah, I think it's just, you know, the fear of missing out, you know, if Lukaku does go big this weekend, then, you know, you're already going to be those sort of amount of points behind a lot of managers. So I think, you know, a lot of people jumping on the Lukaku train, I think this week is the one to do it nice and early just to see what he can do. But as, uh, as Daniels just said, really did take a minus eight in the week. So, you know, anything is possible. But as the guru says, a minus four is probably viable for Lukaku this week and they are the best, you know replacements to get for Bamford because of the news that we've got, you know, the the international break might come at a good time for that sort of stuff, we'll sort of see how it goes and then uh, assess it after the break but we'll just have to see how that one goes but as the Guru says, Antonio Jimenez and Lukaku if you can. No mention of Harry Kane from the Guru surprisingly though, you know, after his uh, his hat-trick this morning in the Europa Conference, whatever you want to call it, Guru so, you know, is Kane on your radar as well?
1: He's definitely on my radar but Um, I just think because he's at a little bit more than Lukaku at the moment. He's about 0.4 more. I just think it's going to be a bit of a stretch. Um, But he will be in my radar. Um, He was potentially on my radar for this weekend. Uh, I've got two transfers, so I'm not needing to take a hit. But um, I think if you are taking a hit, safer bet right now is Lukaku and, and this Chelsea team. But, yeah, Kane's definitely in the back of my mind.
0: Yeah, definitely one to keep your eye on. But we'll move on to the second hot tip for game week seven. And it's about Liverpool again, Guru. They were a big topic of discussion again last week. Defensively, this week, all for the wrong reasons. Unfortunately, Trent Alexander-Arnold injured. You know, he's got the, the red flag on him now on FPL. Expected back October 16th, it says. So just after the international break, they're hoping. But, you know, even missing out on him for, you know, a couple of weeks that you might do. Is it worth, you know, getting him out of your team, do you think? And is another big one for a lot of managers. You know, so what, what do you think people should do with him?
1: Such a tough one with Trent. Obviously, I've got both. I've got Yotta and Trent. Um, I'd probably say with with Trent, he's going to be a mainstay for the majority of the season, I'd say. um Again, if you, if you can afford to put him on the bench, um, you've got enough defenders, you, know, you, can, you can play a 3-4-3, three, three, you've got um, you know, enough options elsewhere, then just bench him, keep him. He's going to be a mainstay. Um, he's going to get points when he does eventually get to play. Uh, he's got that nice Watford game after the break. So if you can afford to keep him, do it. Definitely going to be a mainstay. He's going to get big points this season. Already tipped him for 200-plus points, which I'm still going to stick by. I think he's going to get that this year. He's done it before. Yotta, um, I would say, you know, he's still getting in all of the positions, you know, to, to get chances. He's getting in all the right areas. He scored three goals in six. It's just a gamble as to whether or not he's going to start. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one. I'd probably say Trent, if you can afford to, if you've got enough options, just bench him. Um, if you really need to take him out, um, if it's at the expense of you know, needing to bring Lukaku in, then probably you would want to sell him. And then Yotta, you know, this is probably the week where he's going to be on the uh, on the chopping block. I think for most managers, with Firmino coming back, so yeah, I'd probably say Yotta. Probably about time to get rid of him if you can. And Trent, I would say stick, um, if obviously if you've got the backup options. So that's how I'd probably play it.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you say that. That's what I have done this week. I have taken Yotta out in my team and Trent's going to stay for now. You know, fingers crossed that he's back that first game after the international break. It's actually come at a fairly handy time. As much as we don't enjoy the international break too much, Us FPL managers, it's come at a fairly decent time for Trent's injury. So I'll just sort of assess uh, after the international break and, you know, see how it goes with that. But, you know, there's so many good options that if you do get rid of Trent, as the, as the guru's just said there, it can help you get to Lukaku. But there's so many other good premium defenders. Would you say that Robertson's one that a lot of people should have their eyes on if they are going to get rid of Trent Guru that you should just go to that you know his his companion on the other side of the pitch to, to Andy Robertson? Uh
1: possibly. I think the only problem is you're only going to get Robertson, you know, this one game out of him really um compared you know you're only going to probably lose Trent for one match. Um you can probably afford to lose Trent for a game, getting back for the Watford game, playing so high up the pitch. You know, we've seen it this season he's already had a couple of games where he's got 12 points plus. Um, you know, not many fullbacks are getting that this year. Obviously, there is Cancelo, there's Alonso as well. Um, but Alonso might have a rotation threat against his name. And, you know, and Cancelo, we saw it last season. He does it in spells and, uh, you know, Pep does rotate. They'll get players back. Trent's always going to be a mainstay in that Liverpool side. And, um, you know, I'd still back Trent to come out with more FPL points than any fullback or you know, possibly any defender this season. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say not even worth doing a straight swap for Robbo right now. Um, if we get the intel that Trent's going to be out for four or five games, something like that, different story. But with it just being potentially one game week, and that's what it's going to look like, just keep him. I wouldn't swap him for for another Liverpool player right now. If you you're better off just putting him on the bench and playing someone else.
0: Yeah, and that, I guess that was the beauty of, you know, playing your wild card when you did Guru and myself. You know, we got that sort of defensive cover um, that we can afford to just put Trent on the bench for the week. That's what I'm definitely going to be doing with my team. And I assume that, you know, with your transfers, you're probably going to work it around trying to, you know, keep Trent in your team and just see what happens after the international break. So you've heard it there from the Guru first. Hold on, Trent, if you can. Yotta. Maybe go one more week with it and, you know, have your final say with him. I've parted ways with Yotta, you know, since I got him in. He wasn't too brilliant for me. He did get the one return, which was quite nice. But, yeah, I needed the funds to get Lukaku in. And I just think that he's going to be a much better asset than Yotta for these next couple of game weeks. So I think it is worth moving on from Yotta, And, um, you know, that that Yotta and Bamford out for Lukaku and a 4.5 midfielder in is what I've done. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of managers doing the same for this week. But we'll move on to the third hot tip of the week, Guru. And it's about captains. And we spoke a lot about it um, you know, on the on the YouTube and the podcast on Wednesday, who everyone's going to be captaining this week, you know, Ronaldo or Lukaku. It's the real debate. Ronaldo's going to be in these for most of the season, I'm sure. But it's a weird one to not have Mohamed Salah in there, you know, for a week. He does have Man City, so it's very understandable. But Ronaldo or Lukaku this week, do you think, Guru?
1: Between the both, you've got to probably bat Lukaku against Southampton. It's probably the easier fixture on paper. Um, You know, Southampton lost the Wolves last time out. They've done okay in terms of only let one goal in in their last three fixtures. Um, But Everton sitting quite well in the league. You know, United have probably not looked quite themselves in the last few games. You know, teams have got at them quite well. I thought they were quite lucky against Villarreal in the week as well. So, um, I'd probably, you've got to back Lukaku, I think, over the two. Um, Both good options, but if I had to pick between those two for this week, it would be Lukaku.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. He is going to be my captain for the week, Romelu Lukaku, and I think a lot of managers are going to be swaying that way again. I think it's going to be a fairly even split between Ronaldo and Lukaku, but, you know, Lukaku, as you've said, he's a bully. He bullies the lower team opposition in Southampton. You know, they have looked... Better in recent weeks, with that loss against Wolves, you know, doesn't look too great for them. But you know, while we're on the topic of Wolves, you spoke about Raul Jimenez as, as a possible curveball captain on the podcast in your Guru section. Do you think he's definitely, you know, a, an option that a lot of people, if they've got him, they're going to go with him this week? Then
1: I think, I think, I think we'll see a few people do it. Um, I would love to do it, but at the same time, you know, for me want to just try and be as safe as I can right now, you know, game week seven. But, you know, there's going to be some people who, you know, want to do it, want to do Jimenez. And I think he's a great option as a curveball this weekend. Why not? You know, he got his goal last week. He could have had a second one towards the end. He's got that great record against Newcastle. Um, you know, he's at home for Wolves. So if you want to try something different this week, you know, Jimenez is going to be a good option. I think as well, uh, if he does score a goal, he'll probably attract bonus points as well, which is, you know, a big thing. Um, And he's very notorious for when he does score, picking up bonus he did last week. So it's definitely a good shout.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a weird one this week because we're talking a lot about the strikers. It feels like a, a UEFA fantasy game, you know. As we we do the Champions League and the Euros, it was all about the strikers. And you know, just because of Mohamed Salah's fixture against Man City, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of people not going with him. Personally, myself, Gu, I did actually consider chucking it on Mohamed Salah this week because he's he's got such a good record against City at home. You know, Liverpool is so good that I'm I'm still tempted to do it, but you know, it's a very risky one. But I think we'll see a lot of people, you know, going with Salah again this week just because of how consistent he's been. Do you? Agree
1: Agree. It's hard to say no to Salah um, you know Liverpool's record against Man City at Anfield is just outrageous I think it's one defeat in almost 20 years um, and that was with no crowd right so that's the only time City have won at Anfield and that was when there was no fans in the stadium there was no Van Dijk even before the Van Dijk era and you know the the um, you know the money that come into City Liverpool used to sort of beat them and Beat them quite convincingly. They've beat them constantly a few times, you know, between Pep and Klopp. So, yeah, we spoke about it the other night. Lukaku, uh, sorry, Salah. (laughs) Salah's uh, Salah's done it plenty of times against uh, against Pep against City. There was that one where he scored from you know near the halfway line at Anfield that time. He lobbed lobbed Edison. He's done it plenty of times against him. I I definitely um, definitely think he's an option, and you know, being on penalties as well, the form he's on. All it takes is just a goal, and you've got some good captain points.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see how it goes, but they are the guru's hot tips of the week. I think the main takeaways from there if you're getting rid of Bamford, Antonio Jimenez, or Lukaku, if you can, hold on Trent and sell Yotta, you know, if you need to raise funds, and then Lukaku edges it over Ronaldo ever so slightly for the Guru, but we'll get on to a, a little bit of Q&A, so anyone who is watching along in the chat, make sure you get your comments in, your final comments before the deadline, um, and you know, ask us any and all questions, we've got one and he, uh, he asks, can he get some tips his current team is Sanchez, Mankio Azpilicueta, Rudiger, Salah Rafinha, Douglas Louise, Pogba Ronaldo, Lukaku, St. Maximum with Sissoko, Brandon Williams and I don't even know how to pronounce that. Again, that name, Guru, and <laughs> 1.5 million in the bank. I don't know how many free transfers you've got, but you know that's a fairly strong team, isn't it, Guru?
1: It is. And look, looking at that, I'd probably say the one thing you might want to do is potentially play Williams over Mankilo this weekend. Williams has got the Burnley fixture. Um, not sure if Mankilo is going to be starting. Is he, Elliot, for Newcastle?
0: it's going to be an interesting one i think it'll be fairly 50-50 it depends what we do he didn't do awful against watford but he's definitely in contention to uh you know lose his spot again but it's going to be an interesting one i think as you said brandon williams is the nailed on starter though for norwich but then again you know it it's the thing where it's norwich but then again it's burnley and we know that both these teams can show up and both of these teams can do nothing so it's an interesting one but yeah i definitely would say Williams over Manquio just for this week and Newcastle away, you know, at Wolves. It's probably not a very favourable fixture for us. But I, I do like the Douglas Louise pick that he's gone with there. You know, he's, he's returned in his past two game weeks. He was uh, he was the four and a half midfielder that I brought in for Jota just because, you know, set pieces. He takes corners and all those sorts of stuff. And Villa score, we saw at Old Trafford, they score from those sorts of positions. So it's an interesting one. But I do like that team, Guru. And, you know, 1.5 million in the bank as well. That's not bad.
1: Not bad at all. Um, yeah, looking at his team, I'd probably say I'd, I'd personally start Williams over Mankio. Um I think Burnley is probably a slightly easier fixture for Norwich. Uh, he's very attacking as well, Williams. Um, he's really getting really high up the pitch. So he might be able to get an assist out of him and maybe some bonus. Um, and then Douglas Luiz. Um, okay, yeah, he's a set-piece threat, but he's also a, a walking red card at times. Um, I've seen him get a lot of red cards. Um, I would personally probably maybe bench him, um, and maybe upgrade Sissoko. You could even look at someone like Odegaard from Arsenal. He's got a good run of games. Um, so then you've got, I think six million you'd have with the one and a half in the bank. You could get Smith row. Um, yeah, there's plenty of players at that sort of six mil point. Um, I would have said Trincao for this Wolves fixture against Newcastle, but it looks like he might've lost his place. You could even look at Podence, um, for Sissoko. So there's definitely options there. I'll be looking at upgrading uh, Sissoko this weekend for one of those five and a half to six million midfielders, and um, and putting him in your lineup, and then potentially playing Williams over Manquillo. But yeah, for four and a half uh, for a four million option defender, sorry, there's not much in it. Um, but the rest of your team looks good. You've got double Chelsea defence. So you've got Salah, you've got Lukaku, Rafinha, Ronaldo, Saint Maximin. So you know you've definitely got a lot of points there. Um, but yeah, I'd be trying to upgrade one of those uh, cheaper midfielders, um, and trying to get some goals, some goals there.
0: Yeah, I think the Odegaard pick's a really nice one. If you are going to be starting that four and a half million midfielder, you know you might as well use that extra budget that you've got in the bank to, um, you know, upgrade it. But as as the guru said, really nice team that you've got there. We've got a, a comment from our very own Jack Gillibrand. It says he brought in Rafinha and Antonio and, and took a minus four, took out Saint Maximin and Yota. Guru, what do you make of that?
1: Yeah, look, bringing in uh, Rafinha is definitely a good choice. Um, I agree with that. Um, Antonio coming in, another good choice. Um, taking out ASM, yeah, he's on form. I'm liking saint Maximum at the moment, but you'd probably say Antonio between the two and FPL is probably the better shout right now um, in terms of actual goal threat. He's playing in a better team. Um, he's got a home fixture. And then Yotta, you know, that's an interesting one, Yacht. There's a lot of people taking him out. I know we spoke about him earlier, saying it's probably the time to get rid of him. But, you know, we saw it last week that he did punish a lot of sellers. We don't really know what Klopp's going to do. So, um, yeah, it's probably the right time to take out yeah I think you've done some good transfers. I think they're probably... They're right. You've, you've, you've strengthened. You've got two guaranteed starters uh, um, that have come in and then two good fixtures. So you've probably done the right moves. Um, but now, obviously, I've just uh, realised you've taken a minus four for it. So, um Yeah, I don't know. I probably personally wouldn't have taken a minus four, um, but it could pay off. It could pay off. I don't think it's bad. I'd probably say it's a solid seven and a half out of ten.
0: That's the rating from the guru there. I think it's a fair assessment. I think, you know, we we are going to assume that Jack is going to play his wild card after the international break. You know, all things going well. He's spoken about it a lot and said that he wants to, so it's going to, you know, be an interesting one. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to see the way that that goes, <laughs> Dan says no Saint Maximum Waste Man. There, there's your comment. There's your comment, Jack. I, I, it's hard to disagree this week, though. As the Guru said, he's in he's in red hot form at the minute. He's always <laughs> passed the eye test, hasn't he, Guru? But you know, it's it's a yeah. difficult one because he's always he's always been that player that he's been so good as a footballer, but he's never necessarily gotten the FPL points. So you know, he's doing it this season, isn't he? And he's getting returns of people six and a half million price point or in and around there. So he's a good option, isn't he?
1: He's a great option. I think he's, yeah, returned every week other than one game week or two game weeks. It's, yeah, it's, it's mad. And I think the good thing about St. Maximum this season, albeit, you know, he's playing for Newcastle, you've, you're not going to win every week. We know you're going to drop points. But, you know, when you do score, he's either assisting it or scoring it. Um, yeah, and that's, that's the type of player you want in fantasy, someone where the team's built around them. Um, yeah, and that's why the likes of Kane and Son were brilliant last season because that Spurs team was built around Kane, it was built around Son. Liverpool's goals are all built around Salah, uh, Mane. So that's why they're always such good FPL assets. They don't really spread the uh, the points around in other positions. So that's why I think ASM's a, a great choice. Um, and yeah, i I said, uh, Dan's comments make me laugh, call him a waste man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Gotta love it. Maybe for a minus four, it's, he's probably not wrong there for a minus four. But I still, I do think Jack's transfers are are actually good. I think if Jack had two free transfers, I'd be giving him a, a probably a strong nine out of ten for those. But yeah, because he's taking a hit, I've always been quite adverse to hits. so I've probably got to take him down to to a seven and a half. But um, yeah, look, uh, ASM is a great choice.
0: And as it says on the screen there, he's got Salah, Lukaku or Ronaldo for his captain. ask also my opinion first. I think, Dan... I'm taking Ronaldo out of the equation for this week it's between Lukaku and Salah for me and I think you know we actually might see Salah as a little bit of a differential pick as a captain this week I don't think we'll see you know the same capacity of people going with him over Lukaku and Ronaldo and it's just you know that he is the midfielder and he is you know at home to Man City and it's, it's a weird one to say that you know home to Man City is a captain choice but I don't think we're going to see too many people doing it I think it's risky but I think if it pays off you're going to be absolutely rolling in it and just loving life because I think when it rains, it's gonna pour for Salah this week. And I think you know, if he can if he can sort that Man City defense out, then I think he's gonna have a lot of fun with it. But I think for me this week, gonna play it safe. It's gonna be Lukaku personally. Guru, what about you?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be Lukaku for me as well. Um a lot of me this morning, and I've been it's been on my mind all day, is I wanted to do the I want to do the Kane move. You know, I want Kane as captain. Uh, I'm trying to tap my Spurs hat off on that one. Um, obviously, he's come out with a hat trick, but you know, I'm thinking back to prior FPL years and how you know Kane's bounced back and he's got doubles or he's got hat tricks. And you know, these games, Villa and Newcastle next are the matches that he scores in. He's proven it before, but yeah, I've got to go with the majority and I've got to captain Lukaku this week. You know, the Southampton fixture—they're the types of games Lukaku lives and breathes. You know, he is the, the flat track bully as we call him. He lives for the. The games against the sort of mid-table, bottom 10 types of teams. So yeah, I've got to go with Lukaku this week. So that's where my captain's armband will be.
0: Yeah, I think it's the the safe bet for this week. And I think, you know, it's not necessarily just sticking with the pack, but I think it's the, the smart choice to go with for this week. Daniel also asks again, are you selling Ronaldo or keeping him in? It's the three of those assets or at Lukaku and two Chelsea players. And I think, you know, albeit Man, you know, I don't have the best set of fixtures coming up. I think to sell Ronaldo is absolutely ludicrous at the minute, Guru. I don't know what you think about it, but I just think you've got to have him in your team because there's going to be so many people that have got him that, you know, even if he gets those two massive hauls in, in two or three weeks of those fixtures, that, you know, you're just going to miss out on it so much, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's right. I think right now with this Everton game, you know, there's potential there for him to grab a goal or two. You know, he's probably due another... Couple of goals, like he obviously got against uh, Newcastle a few weeks back, um, but long, sort of med- medium to term. After that, I'm not so sure it's you know worth keeping Ronaldo. I am starting to, you know, look at potentially shifting him, um, you know, and then bringing him back for that sort of game week 15 onwards. Not entirely uh, sure. I think he's, yeah, I'm just not sure the way Man United are looking at the moment. The fixtures they're going into um, against some of the you know the better sides. I can see some nil nils. I can see some defeats. Um, I just think for Ronaldo's price, you know, he's twelve point seven right now. Um, yeah, he's probably got two more weeks left in my team, guaranteed, and then after that, I might consider selling him. But again, that could all change. If he bags, you know, a couple of goals against Everton, a couple of goals against Leicester, um, you know, then it changes. But if he grabs maybe one goal this week, a goal the week after, no bonus for me for twelve point seven. It's not good enough.
0: And that's the thing, isn't it? You know, it's obviously the big name Ronaldo, and you think, oh, you've just got to have him in your team, blah, 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 you know, all these sorts of things. But you do forget that he's 12.7 million, and that's 12.7 million that you could be putting into a Harry Kane, you could be putting into a Lukaku, those sorts of players. And Kane's got two brilliant fixtures coming up. I think, as you said, it's worth holding Ronaldo for the next two, sort of test it, see how it goes from there. But after that, Spurs have got a couple of red fixtures, but I was actually reading today and I don't think the the red fixtures are as red as they seem, Guru, you know, for Son and Kane. Definitely games that those two can return in. So I think, you know, if you're going to get rid of Ronaldo, I think, Keep your eye on Harry Kane for these next two game weeks. See if he's moving a little less gingerly and, you know, getting on the ball a bit more because he always has that slow start to the season. Seven game weeks in now, he's got to start firing at some point. He's too good to not. So I would be keeping my eyes keen on Kane, see what he's doing in the Premier League. And then, you know, if Ronaldo's not doing it for the next two weeks, get rid of him. Like It's not enough to just be Ronaldo in this game of FPL. You know It will punish you for it if you just hold on to him. And then there will be a lot of people that will decide to hold on to him just because he is Ronaldo. And then you can overtake them and leapfrog them in your leagues because you've got players like Kane and because you've got players like Lukaku. But you make a very good point. That fixture run that Man United have got, I don't think I've ever seen a bigger run of green fixtures and grey fixtures in FPL history. You've got to have him back for them because if you don't have him back for them, you're crazy. So if you're going to be taking them out, you need to have a plan to get them back in. It's not good enough to just think, oh, yeah, I'll just wildcard him back in. You need to have a plan to get him back into your team, because if you don't, you are going to be panicking and you are going to fall down your leagues. then, Guru, do you reckon?
1: I agree. I think you're definitely going to have a plan to get him back in if you do take them out. Um, those green fixtures for United, uh, there's a lot of games in there that you know bread and butter for Ronaldo. So, yeah, I do agree. Um but yeah, right now we'll see how he goes the next two. And then I think you're right. Um, you know, there's other options. You know, the thing with Kane is I think he was by far the top scoring striker last season in the game. Goals and assists, got the most goals, got the most assists in the league, hasn't even got fire in this season. So um I think once he does, he's gonna be massive. Um, you know, he's dropped in value. Um but then obviously I've seen in the comments Dan's mentioned Vardy as well. He's another one. I think Vardy though is someone that um, you know, you can probably have while well, the fixtures are good. This next couple of games are really good for him. He's done really well the last couple of weeks. Um, but I think players like Kane, uh, Lukaku, Ronaldo are just much safer options long term because you just feel so safe captaining them, um, especially when they're on form. That's the other thing as well. You want to try and have those players that you can captain, you want a captain option. So, um, but yeah, no, I definitely agree with the, uh, the Ronaldo shout on having to have him back around game week 15.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, you're crazy to not. But as Daniel just said there, in terms of keeping Trent, it can be done if you go with Vardy. With Ronaldo, it becomes difficult. There's only one 4 million defender, Williams. And, you know, there's Livermento and Duffy, but they are that little bit extra. So if you are going to be getting rid of Trent, which me and the guru have definitely said, we don't advise, just wait to see what happens in the international break, assess it after that and see where we go from there. But, you know, on the topic of Vardy, Leicester lost this morning in the Europa League. Again, they've had a horrid, horrid month. And, you know, they're just not looking like the team that we knew the past two seasons I think and Vardy's really been the only asset this season that anyone's really looked at from Leicester Guru isn't he you know Harvey Barnes a lot of people had him in I know you had Madison in at the start of the season he's done absolutely nothing those two this season for Leicester so we've all been like tricked into to go in with Leicester assets at the start of the season it looked good they're just not looking brilliant at the minute are they
1: no they're not and um you know it's I I did I did get tricked with, with Madison and you know, he's had his injury problems. He's a Kraken player, but, you know, from an FPL point of view, he's not done anything so far. Fardy's been sort of the main producer from Leicester. Um, you know, I was also sort of talking about Pereira, who had a good start to the season, and he's kind of died off Ricardo Pereira. But, you know, the good thing with this sort of Leicester in form is, you know, a lot of teams, they'll take their Leicester players out, their values will go down, and there will be a time where Leicester pick up form. They'll get better. You know, uh, you know Rodgers will, will turn it around. I don't think they're going to be on this slump for long. Um, same sort of thing with Kane and Son. They're not going to have a whole season of, you know, struggling. So I think keep an eye on all these players: Leicester players, Spurs players. Um, you know, likes of Kane, Son, Vardy, Madison, Harvey Barnes. Um, you know, they will hit form soon. So keep an eye an eye out for them. But yeah, right now, you know, it's only really Vardy that is performing. So yeah, yeah, tough times.
0: It's a, it's a weird one at Leicester. No one's really too sure what's going on. It's sort of just, you know, it's gone to pot overnight for them. But we do have another question from Seb from the Discord. And, you know, we'll wrap up uh, in in due course. But he says he's tempted to swap Trent for Alonso this week. What's your thoughts on that one, Guru?
1: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a logical swap. Um, you know, Alonso's been brilliant. Um Gets really far forwards. Probably going to expect a clean sheet from him. You might get an assist, maybe even a goal. Um, so it's probably not a bad choice. Um, I Probably will say there's about five to ten percent doubt that he might get dropped because there's obviously been a lot of Twitter scare this week about chill. Well, we got this forty-five minutes against Juve. Is that preparing him for you know the Southampton game this week? So you know it is a bit um, a bit of a worry there. But I do think. They'll keep Alonso for this game week. And I think it will be more around game week nine when Chelsea play Norwich. Um, I think that's when we'll see Chelsea make big changes. You'll see the likes of Chirwa back in the team. Um, You might see a few changes in defence, you know, midfield attack. I think everywhere you'll see Chelsea make changes because they'll look at that as three points and they'll probably be prioritising the Champions League fixtures that week after they lost to Juve. So um, I'd probably say for now, you might just be safe enough with Alonso. So it's probably a good shout. Um, but yeah, don't be too down in game week nine, sort of time when uh, when he you know he might get rotated out for Chilwell because we've seen it before with with uh, with Tuchel he will rotate so just be prepared for a lot of rotation with Chelsea assets during this run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Ollie says there, Guru, is he going to regret going Kane to Lukaku in four game weeks time? And we've talked up Harry Kane and Lukaku on on today's show a lot, Ollie, I personally think you might end up regretting it. You know, I, I think the Lukaku fraud squad might happen for these next couple of games. I'm not saying he's not going to return in any of them. I'm saying we might see, you know, a little bit of overhype than what we always wanted from him. And I think that Harry Kane is going to start delivering now. I, I honestly do. And I think you might end up regretting it, Oli. I definitely think for the next two game weeks, you're going to regret it. Not too, not too sure about the four, but Guru, what do you reckon?
1: Four game weeks' time. You know what? I don't think he will in four game weeks' time. Um, if I look at the fixtures... Flikaka gets all four fixtures so you you're talking uh, Southampton Brentford uh, there's Norwich in there um, I'm not sure who the fourth fixture is but I think on paper his fixtures are probably easier than Kane's um so I'd probably say in four game weeks time I don't actually think you will regret it maybe next may, maybe in this sort of first two weeks yeah it's a tough one I, you know what I'm going to say no I don't think you will regret it in four game weeks time um but you might regret not having both. So maybe you might regret not swapping Ronaldo out for Lukaku and um, and not keeping Kane, maybe. I'd probably say that. But I don't think you will regret that direct swap between Kane and Lukaku. But you might regret not having both. It's
0: going to be an interesting one to see the way that it does end up going with Harry Kane. But I thank you for your time today, Guru. We'll just have to see. Only time will tell with this Kane-Lukaku-Ronaldo debate. And that's all we've got to do. And as Daniel just said, will he regret it in 32 game weeks' time? We'll have to see at the end of the season. One thank you for your time.
1: percent, he would.
0: we'll just have to see we'll just have to see Ollie's already won the league in uh you know the first couple of game weeks so we're gonna have to see how it ends up going but I thank you Guru for your time today and I thank you everyone for your questions in the comments uh, and for checking in if you haven't already make sure you subscribe like and comment as well let us know what you think is Ollie going to regret this moving for game week's time or is Lukaku going to be the man to do the business until then may all your FPL dreams come true in game week seven take care stay safe bye for now.